Ladies and germs, I'm not really happy with the fast lane card because I'm wondering when the questions are going to be answered. But as the episode rolls along, I tend to ease up on, you know, how I feel about this episode because, hey, we we still have a little bit under a month left. There's hope. There is a chance, people. And as long as there is a chance, we will talk about WWE and its road to WrestleMania. And we will talk about all the goodies that we have in this month's grab bag, which is WWE Fastlane. So sit back, relax, put on a YouTube video in the background, grab a snack, and we're going to break all this down. We're also going to talk about the Dusty Rose Classic. We're going to talk about some injuries. And we're going to have way too early booking and talk about next year's WrestleMania. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. But we'll focus on this year's WrestleMania for now. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I, usually I'm happy. Usually I'm hopeful. You would think that the pay-per-view before WrestleMania, the day that they announced that WrestleMania is coming back to the great state of Florida, I'd be excited. But, you know, it's just fast lane's been overbooked to hell. And the card seems to be heavily underachieving and still doesn't answer many a question. But we'll, we'll get into that. To the left of me, as always, is Darnell, the Playmaker Songs. How you doing, Darnell? Hmm. Interesting. You're not happy. But I am. I mean, that's fine. Since you're happy, you go first. You tell me about what about this card makes you happy. It's not really the card. It's just the fact that this is the last pay per view before WrestleMania. Okay, about WrestleMania as of now is there to really be excited for? And they keep dropping a hint of a match that's gonna be on the card, and I can't wait till they make it official. Oh, and they make that match official. I am there. And what's the match? Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. <sighs> I'm there for that match. I'm there for that match. But that's until they make it official. We do have I mean, a pay That 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 you know, that's cool. That, that That is a fun match. That's definitely a match that, you know, would definitely set the tone and would be one of the best WrestleMania openers that we've had in a while, maybe ever. But, Darnell, we don't come to WrestleMania for non-title grudge matches that were made in the month. You know what we come to WrestleMania for. We're getting there. We're getting there. They, let's, we go, let's get through Fastlane. I mean, okay, so Fastlane, so Fastlane officially happens the 10th. WrestleMania is going to be on the, the third this year? It is the third. I think it's the, is it the third? Let me, let me look at my calendar. Hold on. Give me a minute. Okay, I got the, I got the seventh right now. Tell me if I'm right. It's the seventh? NFC TakeOver is that Friday on the 5th. The Hall of Fame ceremony is on that Saturday the 6th, and WrestleMania is on the 7th. So, how many Mondays and Tuesdays do we have after Fastlane? So after Fastlane, you'll have let's see, one, two, three. You have a you'll have a good month. Yeah, because it was on the seventh. Okay, so I mean, so no. okay, so we're talking about so we're talking about what like 
three weeks, three and a half weeks. Yeah, four months. You got a good month, a good whole month. A good four week period. All right. If anything, I'm more curious now because, you know, WWE seems to have a pay per view literally every two weeks. So hopefully, with a whole month, they could actually do something. But there's a lot of questions to be answered after this pay per view concludes, don't it? Uh, you know, let's get the let's get the pre-show match out the way. I I don't understand why Samoa Joe won the U.S. title when Rey Mysterio and Andrade are having this very fit feud. <laughs> that really doesn't mean anything. They've really made Rey Mysterio what they hoped Sin Cara would be. And that's the Lucha Libre partner to Andrade that he can always wrestle his style with. Which, again, confuses me because Andrade was NXT champion and he was having ridiculous matches with dudes that work very different styles across the board. And didn't he win his title against Drew McIntyre? I thought that match was good and Drew McIntyre does not wrestle a Lucha Libre style. So I don't understand why the thing with Andrade is put him with the luchador. I think that the U.S. title match being a fit of four-way, I wasn't, I was surprised that it changed and I'm happy Samoa Joe got his first main roster belt. But I think that's just an example of like the whole, what are we doing here right now? Samoa Joe winning the mid-card belt right now. What does that do? Especially when you put Rey Mysterio and Andrade in another match against each other on the pre-show that is now not for a championship when both of them just had multi-man championship opportunities in back-to-back weeks. Okay. Samoa Joe winning the U.S. title says to me, he's going to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Probably against John. So, like, I, like I've been saying ever since the new year happened, everything is geared towards WrestleMania. So we didn't know what Samoa Joe was going to be doing for WrestleMania, right? I think we might have an answer now. He's the U.S. champion. I mean, again, the U.S. championship, It if you're not paying constant attention to that belt, it can easily fall by the wayside. And when you look at the past names who have held that belt recently, you can tell that they've been trying to give that belt, like, names. They've been trying to take that belt back to the early days with the Harley races, the Ric Flairs, the Stings, the Booker T's. They've been trying to put, like, legendary names on that belt. So it's really not a stretch if Samoa Joe has a championship match against John Cena. Because, A, that belt desperately needs it. And, B, I mean... Imagine the mic work. If y'all thought the mic work that John Cena pulled off against Roman Reigns is good, imagine when he has somebody that can actually throw it back at him. I mean, I'm ready for the Nikki Bella jokes. Y'all think they're old and tasteless, but not if Samoa Joe does them right. Oh my goodness. You thought the Wendy jokes are bad. Jesus. I can't wait. All right. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. All right, so I mean, so for Raymond Service and oh, by the way, by the way, uh, did you're keeping what's the score right now? I know I'm down, but what's the score right now for pay per view picks? You've been keeping track. No, I got to go back and get them. I think you're up. I was up up. after Warrior Rumble, and I was up one, so I think I'm up three right now. I thought you were up five. I had a bad Royal Rumble. You should be up like five or four, but 
All right, so Rey Mysterio versus Andrade, who, with with no championship, with with no reason to truly be invested in this feud at this point, because Ray, ever since he's come back, Ray hasn't been in the tag division. Ray has been in mid card championship matches where it's like it's it's clear he's not going to win. Ever since Rey Mysterio came back, I don't know if this is a glory run. I don't know if he did all he did on the Indies and now he's ready to get like paid paid again. I don't know what this is. I don't see Rey Mysterio winning this match simply because it's like, A, it doesn't mean anything, and B, Andrade is the future. Ray's come back and hasn't done anything. I don't see the point of Ray winning this match. I hear what you're saying. But my question is, do they have something planned for those two for WrestleMania? It might not beat them two against each other, but they do have something planned for those two at WrestleMania. I feel like I feel like the way that they've been just going against each other week after week after week after week after week. To- They're both in championship matches, and neither one of them wins that championship. If they have anything for them at WrestleMania, it's going to be them having a spot in the Battle Royale. Where like they keep the feud going by eliminating one or the other. And they just like keep that rivalry going. Them getting a match on the WrestleMania card, even if it's the kickoff show. How? There's no belt involved. And now that you put the belt on Samoa Joe, and now that we might be going towards Samoa Joe John Cena, they ain't getting that belt. Okay. I think I'm gonna roll with a dry day. All right. So um I'll be surprised if this match makes the main show. It's booked right now, but the Revival versus Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, who on Twitter, who had a functioning set of eyes and or ears, did not see that finish coming. No, no. Who who had a who had the wherewithal to send out a tweet way before this even started to say, this match doesn't this match somebody in prison this match, right? I mean, like somebody tweeted this out before the match. It was like somebody in prison this match, right? <laughs> but who you know it? You had an interference. I mean, I mean, brother. I mean, you can try to take credit if you want, but I mean, dude, I'm sure we could put in a search of Gable and Rude will interfere. And literally, I think only the writers on the creative team thought that it would be a surprise. I mean, like, let's be for real. When you set this matchup, it's clearly okay. These two getting a title shot already? Then on top of that, it's like it's it's the show before the pay-per-view. And the revivals seriously have done nothing as tag champs but lose. I have. I mean, I, I forgot about Gabriel and Rue because I was trying to remember all the teams on Raw. I'm like, dude, they just went. They just had a gauntlet tag team match, which was terrible, by the way. With Heavy Machine with the other tag teams, I'm like, that's a tag team missing. I don't know who it was. What is the point of Ryder and Hawkins when the Ascension have already been the jobber team? Now you're taking away TV spots from the Ascension that they already weren't getting, so you could just have a jobber team because it's like. I get the long-term babyface booking of Hawkins and Ryder. They used to be tag team champions. They separated, you know, Hawkins did what he did on in the indies, AKA around the world. 
Um, Ryder was United States champion, Intercontinental champion. He did okay for himself in the mid card. But, dude, like, oh, yeah. it doesn't work. Oh, yeah, 260 now. Huh? Where are we at? The 260 now? Oh, dude, it's up there. It's 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 getting up there. I mean, we're talking Brooklyn Brawler. Like, we're 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 getting up there. This man is achieving something great that nobody realizes is even happening. We're witnessing the LeBron James of Jobbers. This is this is up there, and people won't appreciate him till he's gone. Oh, you wrong. I don't know. You. I I don't know how many. I don't know how many losses the Brooklyn Brawler racked up, but Brooklyn Brawler didn't get promos. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler didn't get like segments highlighting his ineptitude, like Kerr Hawkins. You think of you think of like ribbing him? Not. This is like this is great. He's on TV every week. Nah, it wasn't that. Dude, you brought up LeBron James. I mean, bro, like, what other personification of greatness is there that we have like right now that people don't appreciate? People appreciate Serena Williams. They appreciate Roger Federer. They appreciate Jimmy Johnson. They don't appreciate LeBron. Mm, that's another podcast episode. That's another time for another day. But I mean, so I mean, but going back to the, the actual match, it's like gave him a rude turn heel, but knowing the tag division on the raw, where is that even gonna go? Like seriously, where is that? I, I have a bigger question. Mm-hmm. I have a much bigger question. Mm-hmm. What are we doing with black and ricochet? You know, Tommaso Champa got injured. And DIY was supposed to basically be in this spot. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you got to take the opportunities that are given to you. But it's one of those things where, yes, NXT is a developmental product. And we always have to remember that no matter how great it is, no matter how awesome it is, like in the big scheme of things, that is the minor league to send them to the majors. And no matter how much, how well you bat in the minor leagues, no matter how well you bat in double A, if you go up to the majors, it's a completely different ball game. That being said, nothing about Alistair Black and Ricochet scream tag team wrestler. And none of this screams where should be tag teaming together. I can't think of a single makeshift team in history that is more, this ain't going to gel together. I can't get used to this than Alistair Black and Ricochet. You could have said Rude and Gable, but Rude. And Gable, especially Chad Gable, they they eventually blended into each other, and Gable just went full blown, full born. This is my gimmick too now. Which one of those two is going to be able to copy the other's gimmick? Because Ricochet can't be Alistair Black, and Alistair Black, I don't even know if he could be. I don't even know if he lost a smile enough to be Ricochet. It it did. Maybe um, uh, didn't Stone Cold and Triple H win the tag team titles once? Mm-hmm. Until the Triple H had that terrible injury. Yeah, I mean, so you could go back to Stone Cold and Triple H. Hell, even Rock and Sock Connection, which is Boston Hug Connections, like motivation. Even they kind of sort of like you got the shtick, like you got the whole skit that was that tag team. But very rarely is there a team that juxtaposes each other this much. That being said, I still I don't I don't find I don't believe that the revival retains. The revival is not retaining. You're you saying the revival ain't retaining, but I'm not seeing Ricochet and Black winning them titles. That's fine. I don't care who wins them. I just know the revival ain't retaining. I'm I'm trying to figure out 
Besides Rey Mysterio in 2006 when he first won the world championship and they stopped calling it the world heavyweight championship as soon as he won it, I can't remember of a champion being booked this terribly right out the gate. Like right out the gate. As soon as they win the belt, losing the rookies. Like you're supposed to be one of the best tag teams in the world. You're supposed to be one of the best eight tag teams in the world. You just got beat by a bunch of rookies that got called up who never even wrestled in the tag team division in developmental. I don't even think Tommy N slash Alistair Black is even he might have won something in Germany. I think he was in a tag team when he was in Germany. But like as far as like a major, major promotion, I don't think Black was ever even in a tag team. So I mean I mean you you could go with Gable and Rude. I would hope so. They turn heel. They turned heel. Um, they turn heel. Ricky makeshift team and another team is the revival. If you want it to go anywhere, they have to win the belts. You don't want them to become the big show of the tag team division, just turning all willy-nilly with no consequence to it. So, you know, if you want to go Gable and Rude, I'll go Gable and Rude, too. I just know that the Revival, they ain't retaining. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. No. And okay, I'm I'm trying to think because I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing the order. Yeah, you heard me. I'm I'm going with the champs. You gonna, you're gonna go with the champs. champs? Oh well, hell, in that case, I'll go with Black and Ricochet. You gonna go Black and Ricochet? Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. with the champs. Okay, so. If that ain't on the kickoff match, I'm I'm thinking that might be on the kickoff show because this is something I feel like this this is definitely the kind of match that they would rush and get out the way so that the Shield can have more time later in the night. I mean, they've been actually doing that a lot lately, where they pull audibles on the fly and they put like an extra match on the kickoff show, even though they only announced one. So we'll see. Because when you look at the other six matches, I mean, each of these matches could get a good fifteen minutes, fifteen twenty, some of them even twenty five. So, let's see. And matter of least importance, unfortunately. Boston Hug Connection versus Nia Jackson Tamina. How much do you really want to talk about this match? Because we know that Boston Hug <laughs> Well, you already know where I was going. I mean, I mean let, let's be real. I mean, out of, again, the revival, they lost to a rookie tag team like the first week they had the belts. Boston Hug Connection, they get a, a friggin' layup. Like, how many times is Nia Jackson Tamina going to get booked to face this team just to lose in the end? I mean, then, then what, what made it even worse was Tamina hit a finisher and got a pin? Oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. Retaining. Just go ahead and say the baby face is going to retain. When, when does Tamina ever win? Oh, well, hey. If Tamina wins, then I'll make everybody think that they're actually in danger because Tamina never wins. That actually makes Tamina credible. Like, they're actually going to be a threat on Sunday. And Tamina will probably be the one that gets beat. Oh, yeah. She's going to get hit by, like, a probably like a, a backcracker into a, a belly to Bailey or something like that. She'll probably get hit with some kind of double team finisher. Make it even that much worse. <laughs> so, so we got Boston Hood connection. Mm-hmm. All right, All right. So right now you so right now you got two retentions. There's a much to keep up with the other tag team. 
Yeah, might as well. Bam, bam, bam. Usos versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. Now, me and you have been in agreement. We've been talking about this since, like, TLC. This is it. They've lost the belts already, and now they've had their, you know, we're going to get them back, blah, blah, blah. This is when the frustrating moment happens. They're in Miz's hometown. They're going to be in front of Miz's dad. Shane is going to mess up somehow, some way, and he's going to ruin it for the Miz, and Miz is going to snap because his dad is, like, ashamed of him again. And Shane ruined his moment. It sounds good. For his dad to sounds perfect. Sounds good. Hmm? Sounds perfect. I have one problem. After they had the McMahon's TV, they ain't been together since. That's weird, isn't it? Shane's been more the McMahon man version of lately. I mean, they um, and we don't. And I and I think I think they remembered that. I think they remembered that because they had all four guys like involved this week. So, I think they remembered that. But, but that's the weird thing with the McMahons. I think that's why McMahon has never been tag team champion until now. Because with the McMahons, you have to remember, like, they can't fraternize with the employees. And they always have more important things to handle. So, that's always kind of been like the complication with a McMahon in the tag team division. Well, you know me. You know, I'm going down with the shit regardless. I don't, I don't, that's like, that's like one pick I'm not surrounding away from. It's, you can't use going down with the ship when there's nothing that's in danger to the ship. We, we, this is literally the last pay per view to WrestleMania, Darnell. Like, <laughs> the, 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 the rivalry has to begin now. There's nothing to, there's no reason to not pick the Usos. Just like the same, hey. don't you? That's my pick, and I'm sticking to it. Courage of my conviction. I mean, you know, I just, you're from Pensacola. That's 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 really what does it for me. Yeah, but your butt switched on them at Elimination Chamber. Well, that's because somebody decided to get arrested, and the thing that WWE's been doing lately, Jesus. That kind of lets you know, I mean, just how important they are to the tag team division because uh, any other tag team to push would have been ruined. <laughs> any other tag team to push would have been ruined. Speaking of it. RVD, RVD lost two world championships on free TV back to back because he got caught with the weed. He wasn't even smoking the damn Speaking weed. of a push being ruined. Uh-huh. No, you got to finish because I don't know where you're going. Yeah. Like you have to finish the, 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 the lovely beauty of the WWE has a moment. Problem is, oh, I can't go with her. I have to go with the champ. Do you really think that Lacey Evans is going to get the WrestleMania match? Oh, <laughs> Is okay. We have what eight cards. Of course, they're not gonna use her for the kickoff show, so she got to be used somewhere on the main card. But the thing is, like the question, 
who gets the distraction roll up? The question is, is Sonya Deville a manager for this moment in time? Or do they have something actually planned for her? Because quite frankly, I don't I don't see them leaving Mandy Rose off the card. <laughs> yeah, not at this point. I mean, because at least Sonya Deville. They yeah, yeah. In and all though, I'm still rolling with the champ. Yeah, I mean, it, you basically have had two SmackDown superstars on Raw, like, constantly. You have been, like, consistently ignoring this champion. To to have the championship change at this point, it just, it almost, yeah, you can't. You can't have Oscar lose because you're, there's no momentum with Mandy Rose as women's champion going into WrestleMania. So... Yeah, Oscar. I, I'm I'm still curious though, because it's like I mean, if Sonya Deville gets involved as a manager against Lacey Evans, if Lacey Evans comes out, this has to be like, how much longer is she gonna like walk out and walk back without throwing like a single hand? It's to the point now where it's like she's not even like cutting promos. I don't know what she's doing on YouTube or WWE.com, but as far as TV goes, she's not even like cutting promos at this point. It's she like, did say she's the room is right, gonna... right? I'm just waiting for huh? him to cock that right hand one good time, and it's only popping from there. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely my man. That's a finisher that could be used in any situation at any time. But the fact that she hasn't even like been doing that, if she doesn't like deck Sonya Deville or something like, like the next SmackDown. Because the SmackDown women's picture is the only place she can really crack right now. Like, if it's not after after this pay per view, it's not like the upcoming Tuesday. I'm like legit gonna be wondering, like Vince, what the hell? Like literally, what the <laughs> hell? You literally have a character just walking out and walking. Hey, back. I think you already got what the hell when 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 you saw what happened backstage at Raw, <laughs> and somebody was holding was it a squirt bottle? I don't even know what he was holding. When was that? Remind me. Monday Night Raw, EC3. Oh, oh yeah, the the squirt bottle where he was glistening <laughs> himself. Then, yeah, like that was your uh, like, right What well, I I really sincerely hope that Raw isn't going back to the guest host era. Because what really did the guest host era like do? Like you had Snoop Dogg already established, didn't really need any like publicity whatsoever they, they had like Machine Gun well Machine Gun Kelly wasn't really a guest host that one time and at least Machine Gun Kelly took a powerbomb but you know the, going back to the game show hosts no, nobody watches Saturday Night Live Saturday Night Live hosts just random country music dude like it it really takes away the arguments that people have that veterans have when they're like don't know what you're talking about. It's hard to write three hours of TV every week. And it's like, but you literally have people who ask, hey, is this all even real? 
not it ain't the fact that he asked. Look what he asked it too. It's like then then you have him jacked up against the wall for an entire commercial break. How are you gonna have some scrawny guy who's on Saturday Night Live? I would call him a comedian, but it's Saturday Night Live. You have him say that to Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman throws him up against the wall. And by the way, dude, can we talk about SmackDown Air Raw? Can we talk about how horrible these commercial breaks were placed? I know Vince McMahon like likes to add money, and I know that that's really what's like driving a lot of his decisions. But can we talk about like how do you put a commercial break right after Braun Strowman jacks up some civilian? Like and come back and come back. They ain't in the same position. And everybody's yelling and yelling for Braun to like put him down and everything. Braun's not even moving. The comedian's not even moving. And then when you look at it, it's like Braun's not even choking him. <clears throat> Braun literally like, has his shoulders. Pinned against the wall or something like it's. We jacked him up. Like, dude. Then, 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 when like Braun walks away and everything, the guy's like, "Yeah, next time we're going to the bathroom together." And he's like, "Yeah, you better run." And it's just like, he will eat you alive. It's like I, I, I since I, I'm, I'm tired. Like, bruh, as. Stop blindly defending stuff like that than getting mad at fans and media members and dirt sheet writers. 